to episode 35 of One Controller Port Podcast. I'm Benjamin Yoder here again. Uh, I'm at the end of a sickness, so uh, I probably sound a little strange. I'm not sure. I, I might be recovered enough that it doesn't sound any different, really. Uh, but what I can say is that I, do, I am using a different microphone today. Uh, the reason why is because I still have a bit of a cough. And um, I'm going to try to suppress it as much through the whole episode, but if I if I can, um, I'll mute it ahead of time using this little little doohickey attached to it that says mute. So I will, I'll do that um, rather than sit there and try to edit out all the coughs, which I don't do anyways usually, but if it's going to be excessive enough, I want to have this back up here in place. So that's the explanation for why I sound a little different this week. But uh, I, I, I really, unfortunately, when I when I got sick this week, I got r- really sick mainly because I just wasn't taking care of myself. I like on the first day I was sick, I overworked myself. I didn't eat and I didn't really drink either, and I just like destroyed myself for the two days after that, and um, I ended up to recover like just doing nothing (laughs) so a good chunk of this week i i really did nothing um and i think for a lot of people when when they get sick it's a good time to sit down and and play some video games uh but for me a lot of a lot of what i was also trying to avoid doing was like mental strain and when i play games not only am i thinking about the game itself but i'm also usually trying to like think about what I want to say about a game if I want to say something about it and it's it's immensely more stressful than <laughs> than if I was just playing the game to enjoy it itself so I, I ended up just kind of holding back on games this week uh, but I did what I, probably a lot of people did um, and I did sit down and watch uh, Awesome Games Dumb Quick I don't know if I've talked about it before I have a strange history with speedrunning um, um, back in like 2000 must have been 2008 um i i started tuning into the speed gamers marathon specifically the earthbound one because at the time i was really excited to try to get earthbound on the virtual console because that's a good time um uh because back then you know there's this whole thing about nintendo possibly not getting earthbound on virtual console due to legal reasons um and uh, I, I strangely enough, ended up writing for them at some point. So I became ingrained to the Speed Gamers. Uh, this is probably about 2009 that they had hired me to write. And then I was there until, I think, 2012. So it was a good two, three years. Um, and so I never did any speed running or anything like that. But I was kind of tangentially tangent, uh, related to it. Admittedly, though, the Speed Gamers is a very different thing but you think of speed running today. Uh, the Speed Gamers is a, a small community of friends um, who really learned a game for a specific marathon, then kind of moved on, as far as I could tell. And they generally weren't uh, glitch percent or anything like that. They usually um, were just trying to play through the game as efficiently as possible. And uh, they, they did pretty good. I, I almost, almost would call them, rather than the Speed Gamers, the Marathon Gamers. They just played like... Like, we're going to beat all of Zelda games in, you know, 72 hours and stuff like that. We're going to connect all the Pokemon. We're going to uh, play through all the Resident Evil games in this amount of time. Um, there wasn't really a set schedule either. It was just kind of, you know, once we game, one game was done, they'd pass it off and go to another. 
Uh, maybe they take a break if 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 the person who was running the game needed to stop at some point. I think the longest marathon they had was the week-long Final Fantasy marathon, which was very popular at the time. Um, and I think it, it raised a lot of money. I My brain is telling me it was... Jeez, I'm curious now. Let me see if they still have... Uh, let me see. I think their website's TSG TV now. Um... I think with the Final Fantasy Marathon, they, they raised a ton. Let me see, Marathon list. Final Fantasy. So yeah, we raised like $50,000, which at the time was a lot of money for, for a thing. This is like July 2009, so you know, streaming wasn't a super big thing back then. It was like on Ustream and stuff, and eventually went to Justin TV. Um, and then after, after about 2012, I still ended up sticking around and like watching AGDQ and stuff as that stuff evolved. Um, AGDQ in a lot of ways was directly influenced by the speed gamers. Um, Mike Uyama, I think had a, had a thing where he talked about it and he specifically mentioned TSG by name. <laughs> Anyways. So I, I just kind of I kind of kept watching speedruns and stuff, which is weird because I really I would say I have a passing interest in them. I wouldn't say I <laughs> I I was ever like like man speedruns yeah. Um, but I've always enjoyed having them on and stuff, and I th I think it's interesting to see a game played in a way that I as a, as myself would have uh, never played them. So. Anyways, and that whole long explanation of why I've been around speedrunning the last 10 years when I probably shouldn't have been. <laughs> um, uh, I, I enjoyed AGDQ this year. I don't think it was particularly any better. Um, I think what happened is the last two years, I've kind of uh, had a passing interest in the, in the marathon. And uh, I think a big reason why is because I was, at the time, watching more speedruns and stuff. And I was familiar with a lot of the runs already or like I had seen them, you know, six months prior and their development hadn't really come along in a way that made it super interesting to watch. Excuse me. Um, and and also I think I, I have a growing appreciation for RPG speedruns. I used to think they would probably be the most boring thing to watch ever. But uh, after seeing like the Final Fantasy 7 run and I think the Final Fantasy 4 run this year was pretty good. Uh, I think that that's I've been coming around on that. Um, but yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed seeing the new Orkin of Time stuff that I haven't really been around for. I dropped out Orkin of Time around the time that um, uh, Narcissa set the the world record for like a few months on any percent. I forget who took over it after that. Uh, and then that's kind of when I dropped out of watching um, um, Orkin of Time and Wind Waker. Uh but I still jump in from time to time. I like Peaches a lot, and um, he does kid, like Kid Chameleon runs is what I saw he's doing most recently. But he likes a lot of weird games that I like to to learn about and stuff like that. So, so it was interesting. Um, I do encourage you to look into uh, you know when you're looking at stuff like that where the money is going. Um, I've definitely seen people who over the years have who have brought up concern about how the Prevent Cancer Foundation has, um... <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, how the Prevent Cancer Foundation uses some of that, those funds. Um, so I think it's always true when you're donating money to be be aware of that where that money's going. Um, but it was good. I enjoyed it this year. Um, I'm glad I just kind of 
was a couch potato for two, three days. I did a little work uh, in that time, but I really needed to just kind of turn off after I overworked myself and then also got sick and and then th- th- did terrible things to my body. <laughs> so 20, 2018, hopefully I take better care of myself so I don't die. Um, um, oh my God, that was a weird <laughs> sound. Apparently talking a lot for 10 minutes is not, not what my voice wants right now. Um, the other thing that happened uh, earlier this week was there's the Nintendo Direct. I'm actually going to pull that list up here because I can remember exactly what went on in it. Um, I was kind of surprised. I don't know why people were freaking out so much about about there not being a Direct. I did see there's like some rumors and some like listings and stuff that were popping up. And I mean, in the end, they're true. I just don't know why people were, were freaking out. <laughs> um, uh, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I've been out of the Nintendo Direct, Nintendo Direct crowd long enough. I don't really keep up with every Nintendo Direct now. I watch the ones that are like more general purpose, but if it's like an entire Direct about like, I don't know, here's 45 minutes of Kirby or something, I'm, I'm probably going to check out. Not because it's Kirby, but because I don't need 45 minutes of a single thing. Like, show me a trailer, give me the high points, and let's move on. Um, unfortunately, I wouldn't say there's... So, I'll say this. From the outside of like opinion of what was in this direct i think it was a really strong direct uh there's stuff like the the world ends with you remake for switch or uh yeah i guess you call it a remake uh new dlc for uh pokken fighter and mario odyssey and then there's that whole snk heroines tag team frenzy although apparently that's coming to ps4 as well um, anyways, I thought it was a pretty good mix of stuff, even for, like, a mini direct. Um, I'm kind of surprised that it was, well, I guess in, in terms of, like, a regular direct, it would have probably been slightly disappointing, but I thought it was a pretty strong lineup for a mini direct. Um, my biggest thing with The World Ends With You, um, is that when I played that game, you know, 10 years ago, which it seems like, it seems like it was a lot longer ago than that. I thought it was, like, 15 years at this point. Um, the big thing is, uh... Uh, I think a lot of what that game was was the dual screen aspect of it and being able to like play two different characters on two different screens simultaneously. Um, and I I did I never played the the mobile phone version to say how it handled that, but I don't know how I'd feel about like reducing all the action to one screen. I think you could maybe get away with it if you have you know both play styles on the on the single system. But I'm trying to think of like. You know, I don't know if you can really hold the switch and use... Well, I mean, you couldn't use the touchscreen. Let me think about this. So, so I mean, with the DS1, you would hold the DS and you'd have the, the D-pad available in your left hand with the, with the L trigger. And then uh, you'd use the stylus to control the character on the bottom screen while you're using the D-pad on the top screen to, to control that character. Um, I guess maybe you could do that in this game, although I think there's like pointer controls. So with the left stick, maybe you could control the other character. I don't know. It, it seems like a strange setup. I would, I would imagine they're only going to have you control one character at a time. But we'll see. I just feel like a lot of what that made that game special was like controlling two characters at once on the two different screens. And if they could shove that on one screen and have you still control two characters at once, that might be pretty cool still. Um, but I kind of I kind of just don't know if that's something I would want to revisit in that form. Um, obviously, I would love a sequel. Uh and see what that that turned out to be but 
I'm I'm not gonna buy a remake of a game. I think I I really hate that whole like I don't know if it's true or not, but it seems like a lot of developers will say, "Oh, we're gonna do this remake of a game, but if nobody buys it, we're not gonna make a sequel." And it's like, well, I already own the original game, and I ha- I've played it in the way I want to play it, especially if the world ends with you. Um, I don't really want to buy another version of the game just to prove that I'm interested in a sequel or something. Um, but, you know, I get it. But at the same time, it's just kind of like weird. I remember like Exceed being like, oh, well, if you want like uh, this game to come to the U.S., maybe you should buy uh, Game Center DX on on DS or CX, <laughs> Game Center CX on DS, and it's like, I get you, um, but at the same time, like, like it's, it's a weird thing to say, well, we'll bring this over if you buy this other project we've been working on, and I, I don't know, I don't know, it just, I don't like that, I guess, especially with like a remake, if it's like something I already have purchased in the past. Uh, I think they should at least consider, you know, who already owns the game to some extent. Maybe they do, um, and they just look at, like, a lowered number of remake cells that need to happen. I don't know. Anyways, the world ends with you. I, I don't really have anything to say about it. It looks kind of nice, um, but I probably won't end up playing it. I think it's cool that Hyrule Warriors is getting, like, a complete version on the Switch. Um, I got Dragon Quest Heroes 2 recently, so I think I'm probably good on Muso for a while, unfortunately. So I don't think I'll actually go get around to playing Hyrule Warriors. I wanted to on the Wii U, but um, <laughs> I think I was just busy at the time. And I uh, I didn't end up playing it. And I, I, I played uh, Dynasty Warriors 4 a long time ago, and I thought it was pretty good, but it wasn't like super, super like exciting for me to play. So I never was like super into it. Uh, for SNK Heroines Tag Team Frenzy, I think the big thing for me on that is I just haven't really played many SNK fighting games. I've definitely like dipped my toes in them, but I have plenty that I've bought over the years that I need to just sit down and like actually play. And um, you know, it's cool that this one has a gimmick of you know being all the heroines. Um, and then there's like that. I think it's kind of like a uh, a fatality kind of system where you can kill enemies within a certain part of their life bar in a specific way. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's a thing. Um, and I don't really care about Dark Souls Remastered. Uh, I think it's cool you can play it portable. Sorry, I'm a Debbie Down on Nintendo, Nintendo Direct, but I think it was still a good Direct. I think if you're looking for a lot of stuff to play on the Switch, there's stuff, stuff there for you. Um, and then there's Mario Tennis, which looks pretty alright. Uh, I don't think I'll get any of them, though. I don't know what I want right now. I want to play more Xenoblade Chronicles to it, but uh, I haven't really done it, unfortunately. Um, I'm hoping I'm feeling better this week. <laughs> that would make me happy. Uh, I think with Gamefly, I'm probably going to end up with Kirby Battle Royale, uh, which I think I'll be pretty excited to play. I think that's the one Kirby game that I've been wanting to play for a while. Uh, it's fortune cookie time, my favorite part of the show. And I, well, I just pulled this before I even started talking about it being fortune cookie time, but uh, Fire Emblem Radiant Dawn um, for the Nintendo Wii. Um, This is another one of those games that, like, I was very fortunate to get it cheap because now it's very expensive. 
uh, I really love Radiant Dawn, um, and this is going to be kind of spoilers for Radiant Dawn. So if you if you still need to play through Radiant Dawn, or yeah, I'd say it's spoilers for Path of Radiance and Radiant Dawn. So if you need to play through those games or want to play through those and not know the story, uh, I would recommend going ahead and doing that if you can. Uh, well, not go ahead and doing that. I would I would say go ahead and just stop listening to the rest of this episode because that's probably what I'm talking about most here. Um, so what I, what I really like about Radiant Dawn is that it kind of recontextualizes the original Fire Emblem Path of Radiance on the GameCube. Uh, it's a, Radiant Dawn's a direct sequel to, to, to Path of Radiance, um, which has like Ike in it. Um, so, um, so... Uh, basically, in Path of Radiance, uh, a good chunk of the game is spent trying to essentially keep this medallion from um, unsealing the power that's that's locked inside, um, and uh, and yeah, I think that's pretty much the the plot of the whole game is just like, hey, don't let this power get out, and it's like bound to Ike's sister or something. And I think depending on the situation that's happening with her, it could become involatile or become volatile and like start to to unlock itself. Um, so so you spend the whole game trying to prevent that medallion from from breaking open. Um, but then in Radiant Dawn, it actually does break open, and you kind of find out that um, <laughs> that the the goddess inside the medallion is actually the good goddess and the one that everyone worships is actually the bad goddess <laughs> so so it kind of twists it's like a twist that turns everything around i was in the middle of explaining this i was thinking oh yeah this is the part of the game i like i think it's a good twist um but what i really meant i think or what i really liked about the game actually more than anything is that path of radiance everything everyone's on the same side for the most part um in radiant dawn everyone goes back to their own countries and uh and they are fighting their own conflicts between you know being neighboring countries so people who used to be friends are now enemies um and while you're you're going to go fight this you know evil force uh, you are dealing with those conflicts on the way there. You're having, you know, battles between people who used to be on the same side in the first game. Uh, and I like that, that like, oh, like, it's nothing personal, but we're in separate, <laughs> separate countries now with separate roles. And we now have to fight because of this. Um, and it actually makes Ike to be like one giant asshole because everyone else is pretty like, sympathetic and like unrealistically like easy to switch between sides like sometimes you just have to go and get a character to talk to another character and then they'll recruit them to their side so you don't have to kill them uh in that story mission um but ike is just like a huge fucking asshole and he like throws his friend off a cliff and it's funny because like in super smash brothers brawl he's like i fight for my friends but he literally like throws his friend off a cliff it's a funny thing it's a weird thing Radiant Dawn is a weird game that kind of breaks a lot of what Path of Radiance built up, which is what I really like about it. Otherwise, it's just kind of a straightforward Fire Emblem. It's also the last Fire Emblem game I've played. Um, uh, the series feels like it's really coming to its own in its own way recently, and I don't, um, I don't have any particular uh, uh, thoughts on it anymore because of that. I think it's it's really developed into its own own new thing, which I think is pretty exciting. Because uh, I think the Fire Emblem series had been stagnant for a while, um, 
and I, I appreciate the consoles entries and what they did and the you know the presentation they had, even though if, you know it was very clear they didn't have the highest budgets or anything like that. Um, I appreciate what they did with those games, and now you know Fire Emblem's this big huge thing, and you know I don't know anything about any of these characters anymore, but it's exciting to see all these people who are very excited about it and playing the mobile game and stuff too. Uh, see it become such a big brand. Uh, I would like to play a new Fire Emblem game at some point, uh, but just, you know, looking at the 3DS alone, there's like, what, Awakening, those two titles that came out once, and then like the additional downloadable pack that comes with it, and then a remake of an old one that's like almost, you know, 4.5 to 5 games. <laughs> it's it's a lot of content, and there's no way I'll ever tackle all of that, especially on a portable. I don't play portable games very often. That's why it's taken me so long to like, get started on Monster Hunter World. Um, but yeah, I also started my, oh, excuse me, oh, I'm going to yawn a bit. Uh, I also started Monster Hunter Worlds over the uh, last week, but that got put on hold once I got sick, pretty much. Um, but yeah, I guess that's going to do it for this week. Thanks for listening. Uh, I'm not sure how bad my voice came across, but hopefully it's not too terrible um and i'll thank you for sticking around uh i i am a little i'd say i'm i'm pretty tired and drained still so i might take things slow a bit longer so unfortunately i don't know if you'll see an article um this week i i i haven't really started moving anything since valkyria revolution unfortunately um, I, I always, I was already doubting if I would get into it in the first place after, after how much energy I spent on that article, but after, after becoming really sick and then, and then just having some stuff I had to deal with in general and, and, and life, the good life, of, uh, I, I was especially pretty sure I wasn't going to get to an article right away. Um, I have a few ideas for some articles I want to go ahead and pick up right on the ground. I also have an old video that I still want to do, but I got to check to see how much content I have created for it already. <laughs> if, if, if I have the majority of the script written already, I might go ahead and start get the wheels moving on that. But if, if it's just like a, a bit, a bunch of bits of ideas, um, I'll have to sit down and ask if I'll need to replay the game to really, um, get my head back to where I want to be on it. Um. And if I want to, you know, spend the time replaying the game, or at least like watching the footage I recorded, I'm pretty sure I recorded the whole game when I played it. So, so yeah, um, that's going to be it for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you have a great, uh, a great week. I I don't know about anything going on this week, so just have a good week, a good life. Make sure your life is okay this week. Bye.